Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! John Moxley just made his New Japan debut, and oh my god, spoilers, so if you want to watch the full show and see what happened for yourself, probably go and watch something else right now. We tried to keep it as vague in the title and thumbnail as possible, but my god, John Moxley, in his first match outside of WWE, just became the IWGP United States champion in New Japan by beating Juice Robinson. His first sanctioned match outside of WWE, and he's won a title in arguably one of the biggest promotions in the world. Yeah, well, not arguably. It's the, it is the second biggest promotion in the world after WWE in terms of revenue. New Japan, of course, are huge in Japan. They were huge globally, but then a lot of their Western stars, which make up the Bullet Club's elite faction, went on to found their own wrestling promotion. But yes, this is our first look after Mox's debut at Double or Nothing just two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, ten days ago, where he interfered at the end of the main event between Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and beat them all up and made his shocking debut there. Now, just ten days after that, we see him how he's reinvented himself in the ring, his entrance, all those bits, and it's very different. Yeah, I but mean, also the same. But also, yeah, familiar but different. Mm. Housemate Simon, because uh, we all watched this live together, which was quite nice. Housemate Simon thought that uh, it was... Not different enough. He felt that Moxley was very much still just Dean Ambrose. But his argument was like, well, when Jericho left, he completely changed himself up. But I would argue that, you know, he's ditched the jeans. He's ditched the wife beater. He has ditched, I'd say, a lot of sort of like the Dean Ambrose-isms while wrestling in ring. This does feel different while still feeling familiar. I think it's important to remember that when Dean Ambrose was waiting to return from injury in August 2018, he obviously came up with his character. This is like, this is my new serious character that I'm gonna try and do in WWE. I'm gonna shave my hair. I'm gonna look like I just got out of prison and I'm on day release. So different from wacky lunatic fringe Dean. The guy with the potted plant. Yeah, with the literal fringe. Mitch, good reference. And he, like, that is WWE Dean to me. And then what he was doing in WWE in the last part of his run 
was this super serious character that he wanted to get through, but it was creatively stifled. So, yeah, this Dean, this John Moxley, isn't too dissimilar to that last Dean Ambrose we got in WWE. But it's drastically different from Lunatic Fringe Dean. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a big positive. Yeah, you mentioned the tights. He is just wearing simple black trunks, black knee pads, and black boxing shoes. Feels like a big Austin move. Yeah. Like Austin's whole deal was like, I can get myself over just wearing black trunks and knee pads. Like I don't need the big flashy gear and everything like that. So Moxley going out on his own is like, I don't need big flashy doodahs. I just need a pair of black trunks, a little bit of barbed wire trim around mm -hmm. them because it's, you know, it's 1997 still. And I'm going to get tattooed around my arm as well while I'm at it. And some shooter shoes. And, and that's it. That's all he's going to wrestle in. And it's, it's a really cool look for him. But it was while watching the match, there was a couple of moments where all like amongst the sort of five, six of us watching, we we're like, it is weird seeing him in trunks, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. like, it's something we've just got to get used to. Yeah, I think we'll get used to it very quickly. Mm. Uh, like the Kabuki Warriors. We all love that name now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's uh, seeing him in the ring, not only has he changed up his look, uh, but I, he's also very much changed up his style. He feels so alive again. But just when he made his entrance, he had so much charisma, so, so much him. magnetism. Yeah, he was sort of just like doing this. And mm. it was so engaging to watch. And he had that real star presence. And when he was in the ring, this was, I'm trying to think, probably the best Dean Ambrose, John Moxley singles match I've ever seen. You know, I, but I didn't watch any of the pre-WWE stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there were any sort of WWE matches that he had that were just like, oh my God, that was absolutely amazing. Because that's the one that I, Ambrose was always a character that everyone really liked, but he was never put into those sort of five-star match situations. I'm sure he had, you know, I'm, I think he had some good stuff with AJ Styles when the brand splits LOL first happens for the second With the time. James Ellsworth With the James story Ellsworth yeah, super serious like, stuff. Well, no, but I think like the, the TLC match that he had with AJ Styles was really good. Um, which it was, I, I never thought it was spectacular. When I think of Dean Ambrose's run in WWE, it's the tag matches with Seth. And the Shield. And it's the Shield. The Shield matches were like the, you know, the yeah. sort of tippity top, I suppose. So yeah, you're absolutely right, actually, in the sort of single sense of the word. Mm. I mean, I would say this is the best Dean Ambrose match I've seen in a year plus. Definitely. Two yeah. years, maybe. Um, certainly singles-wise. I thought it was a really, really terrific match as well. And credit to Juice Robinson. Oh. Like, I know we're talking a lot about Moxley here because he's the sort of big talking point at the moment. He's a guy that's a top star has left WWE, has gone to New Japan a month after leaving WWE. Like, this is not long after he left. You know, yeah. he left and was at Double or Nothing, like, you know, two weeks later. It's great, isn't it? Because we, when this used to happen, we have to wait 90 days before they can turn up in the impact zone. <laughs> but now when you let your contract properly expire, boom, yeah. you're right in. So it's been, he, his contract expired at the end of April, so let's say mm. May. So here we are now, start of June. It's been, you know, six, say five weeks. He's already been at Double or Nothing and made a massive impact there. He's been featured in Being the Elite. And he's been announced for a couple of matches for AEW already. And now here he is winning the IWGP United States Championship in his first match outside of WWE. And there's, it's an interesting choice for Gato to put the belt onto him as well. A... It's going to draw a lot of mainstream attention Definitely. from sort of the you know WWE fans who are like, oh, I'm I'm quite curious to see what Ambrose is going to do outside of WWE and like see what this Moxley thing is all about. But it also, if he is going to do more stuff with New Japan, House I think it was like Housemate Simon might have said it, or it might have been you. I can't remember who it was. Said he'd be a really good fit for the Bullet Club. It was it was me. It was uh, because there was a spot in the match where 
He's going to pilmanize Juice Robinson's leg in a chair. He gets up to the top, uh, uh, well, the second turn buckles. So he's going to do a huge dive down onto it. Uh, thankfully, Juice gets up and just lobs the chair at his head, yeah. which was really fun. But before he did that, Ambrose, well, Moxley, sort of did a point down at him. He and did. it wasn't the Bullet Club point. No, he did like the Kenny Omega. Yeah, but, it would, but he did that when he came out as well. It, but I, d- definitely not a Bullet Club reference. But, yeah, it would, what a way to rescue a, a somewhat floundering faction. And that's the key to it. It's not like, oh, it, I think that when a lot of people leave WWE, everyone goes like, oh, they should join the Bullet Club, join the Bullet Club, join the Bullet Club. So I'm not kind of jumping on it from that aspect of it. But certainly to your point there, they are a group that needs something because mm. they lost all of the people that had made that group really, like, explode over the last couple of years, I'm talking like your Bucks, Cody, Page, um, even sort of Marty and things like that. Omega. Omega. Is it? Yeah, another one. Like, so they've lost like all of their big names. Now it's just, what's the Gorillas of Destiny and Bad Luck Farley? Like, mm. like, you know, Taiji Ishimori. Like, they haven't got like a huge star in their midst. Yeah. Apart from Jay White, I suppose. And just to run through the lineage of the US title so far, of course, this was only introduced as a belt just under two years ago. Uh, uh, when Kenny Omega won it in that first G1 special, then Jay White won it, then Juice Robinson won it uh, in July last year, Cody beat him in September, and then Juice Robinson won it back in January to sort of write Cody out to go to All Elite Wrestling. And now John Moxley in June after uh, Juice's about five-month reign there. Mm. So, yeah, it, this is all all non-Japanese people. I guess that's the the idea behind the US title, even though... At least one of those is Canadian, I suppose, if you and count those in the United States. Yes, good point. <laughs> so it's the United States belt, but really, I mean, we always joke about WWE being a little bit racist. <laughs> like, oh, you're the European champion, all you people from outside of the United States. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got a bit of a similar tandem over in New all Japan. You, all you white folk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the United States. It's hard being a white man in, <laughs> in, in Japan. But yeah, just uh, to carry on with John Moxley here. It's a really refreshing style to him. And no more was that more evident. And I don't know if this was intentional. Maybe it was. That in the finish when it came, after Juice Robinson had killed himself, like he was the guy throwing himself off the barrack, off the uh, the sort of entranceway, into the barricade, through tables. Moxley didn't take as much of the punishment as he did. Not that he got off unscathed, but this wasn't full death match, Moxley. Um, for the finish. Sugar colour. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But Robinson busted himself open. I think Moxley, Moxley had a bit of well. He had a colour on his back. Um, Moxley hits the Dirty Deeds, which is called the Death Rider now. Hits the Dirty Deeds. Robinson kicks out. I was like, and we we're all kind of like, ah, oh, that's a shame that he hasn't changed his finishing move. Because a lot of people don't like that move as it is anyway. Yeah. Um, and when he did it at AEW, they were definitely snap versions where it's just really quick into the mat. That's yeah. how he did it in WWE. But then, to fully put Juice Robinson away, he did almost a glorious DDT elevated lift and then drove him down on his head. And we all sat back and were like, now that's what this move should be. Yeah, there's so much. All of a sudden, just one little tiny tweak to it makes it feel like that's a really big move now. So whether or not that is a change, and that is, that's how the finisher now looks, or whether it's just, I've done it this big elevated way to make sure I'm finally putting this guy down because he's already kicked out of my finish once out as on top of all the times he's killed himself through in, uh, in, during the match. 
it remains to be seen, I guess. Well, I suppose we'll find out at his next match, which will be in a couple of... Oh, it'll be the end of the month, won't it, for AEW at Fighter Fest because mm, he's yeah. facing Joey Janela. Yeah. So maybe we'll find out then. Um, but, I mean, I kind of hope that it is because, as I said, I think like the Deadly Deeds, Death Rider, whatever, you know, which I suppose what we're calling it now, people don't really like it as a move. So I think that he, if you really want to sort of like say this is the new version of Moxley to debut a new finish, I think certainly would be a way to kind of put the, put a full stop on that. And the end structure of the match where, oh, this WWE move didn't work. Here's the super move. I think that's a nice way to tell it. So now we're in a position where John Moxley, who will be an AEW full-time talent come October when their, their uh, TV is going to, their weekly TV is reportedly going to start... He's got the US title in New Japan now. Chris Jericho, the guy who is fighting to become the inaugural AEW champion in August, at the end of August, and I would argue is the favourite for that belt, he's fighting for the heavyweight title against Okada at New Japan's big Dominion show this Sunday. That's like their huge SummerSlam, second biggest show of the year. So I know... New Japan keeps saying we don't have a deal with AEW, there's no working relationship, we are, Japanese culture is very much based on respect, you don't do things for short-term deals, we have a long-lasting relationship with ROH, with CMLL, who are a rival to AAA, who is a partner promotion for AEW. There's, there's multiple things stopping that relationship from happening. But I can't help but think that maybe not all the people in New Japan agree with that, and they do want to work with AEW, and they do want Omega to face Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom. And one of the things that Harold Meesh has always talked about since taking over New Japan is to not so much westernize the company, but kind of like westernize its standards and sort of like, it's as you say, because it's very much, it's very traditional in the way that it runs its business. But he's like, well, and that's worked, and you've managed to conquer this country, but there's a whole other load of countries that we can do. I speak fluent English, so I can be a representative of this country across the world. And that's why they start doing more stuff in the US, coming over to the UK for Royal Quest. So maybe that's something that Harold Meade can kind of like influence and be like, look, I think we should do deals with AEW. It, if it doesn't impact our work with ROH and it doesn't impact our work with CMLL, I don't see why we can't do these sorts of deals. Mm. Particularly because Kenny has been very open about he wants to do more stuff with New Japan. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't, you know, he was someone who was very torn about leaving that promotion because he absolutely loves it. So I could certainly see, particularly from a Kenny Omega side of things, of wanting to do more work with New Japan. Well, it was a really good match. Really go out your way mm. to see it. We haven't watched that. We ran in here to record this, so we can't watch the Osprey Takagai <laughs> finals right now. Oh. Oh, sorry. Don't spoil it, Pete. Okay, I won't spoil it. The chat's spoiling it because it has finished. Yeah, but oh. I will not say. Thank, Thank you very Pete. much, Pete. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> uh, speaking um, of which, we've got some super chats. Yes, in we do. Yes, before we talk uh, about the match. we've got like less than ten. Uh, we've got a uh, few of them haven't got any messages. So thank you to Josh H twice. And Thanks, super Josh. crazy. Thank you. Thank you. And, super and, crazy. Tim, and Tim Aunt as well. Thank you. Thank you, Tim Aunt. Uh, we've got one from uh, Raul Veya who says, Gracias, amigos. Gracias, Gracias. back. Gracias yep. to you. Uh, Mech uh, says, uh, Moxley should wear the IWGP US belt to all out. I, yeah, he should do. He, he should yeah, do. If he's still champ by that point, mm -hmm. absolutely. That'll yeah. make that promotion feel even more legitimate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lacroix. French. Uh, New Japan is 10 times better than the WWE product. 
I, I, I'm, I'm I mean, not... after SmackDown yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. glad you put a numerical figure on it as well to make sure that it's 10 times better. Yes. Not, like, not like infinitely better, but it's good to have a numerical figure. Interesting as well, to that point, sorry, going back to the he should wear it all out. Mm. If he's facing Kenny Omega, the inaugural IWGP United States champion, wow. a little bit of story you can add into that as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What if Jericho wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship? I mean, I can't see that happening. Nor can I. Just, just that I don't know how you'd cool. book yourself out of that. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.